Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. My name is Max. I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Alex and Bart. Hi everyone. Hello everyone. And we are back with four more songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest and our hot takes on them. So this week we will be going over Malta and San Marino, perennial Star Spangled Eurovision favorites. So let's see if that holds up. And then we'll also be talking about the entries from Australia and Ukraine. I think they're all perennial favorites. That is true. That's Although Australia, not so much. Sometimes. Hit or miss. <laughs> Which would make it not a perennial favorite. I don't know. Like, perennial's a long time. We've been doing this for a while. It's hard. <laughs> I feel like we've liked, what, two Australian entries since we started this? I feel like they sound weak. I like love all of year. them except the last one, which was a... Well, except the artist from the last two years. Because she was just terrible. Montaigne. Oh, I loved her. No, she was terrible. <laughs> we came around on her. No, we, You came no, around on her. Literally just you. The only one I She's did, trash. Like, the only one I didn't like was Isaiah, because that was truly a horrible song. That was before we started the podcast? Yeah. I don't know. No, that yeah. was before. Yeah, it was. Because we started with Jessica Malboy, and she's which was a great start. our queen. Yeah. So my perennial favorite, Australia. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, let's start with Malta. So the winner of MESC was Emma Muscat. She originally had a different song, but decided to change it last minute to a song called I Am What I Am. So let's take a listen. Late at night in my bed yeah. It's time I shut you up, yeah Cause I think I've had enough I've had enough And Malta did not disappoint. I am yeah. also who I am. And Max, the only reason why you have an issue with this is because you haven't been who you are ever. Okay. <laughs> you need to discover <laughs> yourself and then you'd internalize the song and understand what it really means. And she just wants people to be who they are and dance in her music video. And I think that that's cool that she's a sexy ally who just wants everyone to be who they are while she wears kind of scandalous clothing. I love it. <laughs> sexy ally might be the title of the, the episode. Only, yeah. I mean, like, the only thing that I don't like about it that's a little cringeworthy is she, when she's like, I have a master plan. Like, whenever someone says that, I get, like, a little cringe. But other than that, go, girl, go. I don't know. I just think this, like, really hot lady doesn't need to be telling people to be what they are. Like, maybe she's not the right messenger. I feel like you're afraid of yourself, Max. Or maybe I've always been myself and don't need to be told. I don't know. Why are you trying to gatekeep self-acceptance from the hot people? <laughs> Answer the question! 
can be whatever she wants to be. Like, is this, like, the most basic hot white girl singing the most basic inspo pop imaginable? Like, yes. But I want to clap and sing along and be like, I feel seen by Emma. And if I believe in myself, I can be just as hot as she is. <laughs> like, that's not true. But, like, that's the message of the song to Also, me. literally, Pink created an entire career on this. And, like, I haven't heard you trash her once. Uh, Pink is from, like, my county. Like, we're uh, her homies. So she's Yeah, you and hero. Emma could also be homies. Except you were just born in Pennsylvania. And she was born... I'm assuming she's not from Malta because most Malta artists are from Malta. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like an American, like Emma Muscat. Something I don't know, bro. I didn't look at her bio. Anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I do love this song. It really makes me feel like I'm at Showtunes Night at the Gay Bar, so it sounds just like the Greatest Showman song, but like in a good way that I enjoy. I'm going to pass on this one. This is not my year to like Malta. So, tell you what. You can go get beer while Bart and I cry and feel super inspired in Turin. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sure there's a song or two where I'm just going to be emotionally like this next destroyed. One. Yes. And Yes, exactly. <laughs> on that note, not to spoil our opinions on the upcoming song, but let's move on to San Marino, who held an entire national selection process over the course of an entire week every night with like truly 70 plus contestants only to pick Achille Lauro who has been a Sanremo perennial contestant for the last few years and a big name in Italy so I don't understand what the whole point of Una Voce por San Marino was but it was to give everyone a potential chance and they all failed (laughs) listen they're sending Achille Lauro I'm not mad. I love Achille Lauro. But also, I feel like we've said perennial at least five times. And how long has this podcast been so far? Like, (laughs) we need new words. Season five. It's when the perennials come out. Just a bit much. It's just biology, girl. (laughs) Anyway, let's take a listen to the song Stripper by Stripper by Achille Lauro. Il mio cuore è il suo sex toy Il mio pet boy Madonna su Playboy È una Barbie A 600 cavalli ah, uh. Io so Beagle È il mio personal Jesus So I I love Achille Lauro. Like, just this man radiates sexual energy. And just, he's got a song called Stripper. I don't know. This is, it, it, this does things to me. I mean, like, I agree that he radiates something, but I don't know if it's sex. Also, I, okay, this song is literally just like lyrics or titles of other songs like it's not one song it's like 17 songs that are just mentioned to a guitar riff but i mean it's fine i just 
I'm, I'm like not loving. I think it's catchy and Italian is just a very sexy language. So I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Was he singing in Italian or English? In Italian with English phrases thrown in. I mean, like, it was pretty much English. (laughs) There were, like, three (laughs) Italian words. He was like, personal Jesus, I love Britney. Like, I mean, it was all just title. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I can't believe you guys aren't standing San Marino this year, but I will will continue the tradition for the podcast. You guys can't see Max right now, but he's, like, basically in the fetal position on the couch. (laughs) Like... Bearing the brunt of the attack against Achille Lauro from me and Alex. <laughs> I mean, this is like tailor made to be a song that Max likes and no one else does, except for some people on Twitter who are really into like MCR and now Machine Gun Kelly and like that genre. Oh, okay, Do okay, not compare okay. him. No, no, no. Because I happen to love my chemical romance and Machine Gun. I mean, I think that he looks exactly like Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I mean, I don't really. I have white boy blindness when it comes to that. Like, okay, you have a lot of tattoos, like, and you look weird. <laughs> Achille Lauro, Machine Gun Kelly, same thing. But, like, My Chemical Romance is its own brand. Whereas I don't like My Chemical Romance, and I don't like Machine Gun Kelly. I especially don't like Machine Gun Kelly. But there's something about Achille Lauro that's, like, way more artistic than Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know. Also, I this is me also basing, like, the performance at Una Voce for San Marino is a little not as Much? exciting as the things he has done at San Remo. So maybe I'm also basing my love for him on that and I'm just very excited that he gets to go. Because, yeah, I feel like there could be so much more he does with this performance. And I know that he's capable of doing something really like outrageous and provocative. So I am looking forward to seeing him do something a little more interesting than what he did at the San Marino's National Final. But I know that he's capable of it, so that's what maybe why I'm excited. I mean, I will say I'm super interested to say to see how he does in the polls, just like given the the voting, the people who vote at Eurovision, it'll be interesting to see what the different countries. True, I think, think. Unfortunately, I think Italy is not voting in this semi-final. Otherwise, I think he'd be a shoo-in, uh, because he is a popular artist in Italy. Like he's very well known there. So I don't. No, I have a, I'm afraid that people are going to see and hear this and be like, oh, he's just kind of copying Moniskin in a way, even though he's been around longer than they have. And it's kind I of mean, a... I definitely don't see him looking anything. He's definitely his own thing. It's just not like a good thing. I just feel like there's like <laughs> that glam rock element for sure. And I feel like people might compare the two, even though I don't think it's a fair comparison. But yeah, we'll see. I hope he gets through. San Marino deserves more love in general. I'm happy that you find happiness in it. And otherwise, (laughs) I can pass. We'll get you drinks while this is going on. Okay. (laughs) I'll get drinks during Malta and you get drinks during San Marino. Deal. Deal. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. All right. On that note, let us move on to the next song all the way from Australia, who picked Sheldon Riley in the Australia Decides national final um, with the song Not the Same. Let's take a listen. I tried and tried. My father asked me if today I smiled. I said yes, I did, but that's a lie. Oh, I always tell those lies. 
Then you run and hide, hide the break inside Till you realize that the light shines bright Through those, oh, who broke inside I'm not the same Australia is a perennial favorite and I do I, I appreciate Sheldon's song for what it is like obviously he's been through a lot it's a very deeply personal song like it's imbued with a lot of emotion I think the staging is like not the most but like simple and effective but it just makes me sad like I don't know it's just <laughs> not really what I want which I feel like is like kind of shallow reason not to like it and I know that objectively like this song is like the real version of I am what I am, whereas I am what I am is like fake girly pop. But like, I want the fake girly pop and I'm not going to apologize for that. That's who I am. And like, <laughs> I don't want to listen to this on repeat the way I want to listen to other bops. And I'm not going to apologize. Fair. I mean, I, yeah, this is objectively, I think with the staging and his voice, it's like a very good performance. I skip this every time it comes on the playlist. Like it's, I'm never in the mood to hear this. I think it's objectively like I, yeah, I definitely appreciate the fact that, you know, it's a very personal song and really does kind of talk about being different. I think with him specifically, it's uh, about being neurodivergent among other things, I think as well. So yeah, like I appreciate the fact that it's a very authentic, like personal piece of music and i'm sure it'll be very impactful at eurovision i can see why it won even though australia has a habit of my favorites always coming in second in the national final every time but yeah so i think it'll do well maybe although in a year of ballads with like sad boy ballads like it actually might not stand out so i think in the genre of sad boy ballads it's one of the better ones i'm just like never really a person for many sad boy ballads. Fair, same. I mean, I I liked it. Like, I think that his voice is very good, and I guess I'm just accepting of the fact that we're getting a lot of sad boy ballads <laughs> this summer, just in general. And I, I like this one. I don't think that I have any uh, constructive issues with it. Um, but it is, as you guys were saying, like you have to be in the mood for it. So. I feel like lately when I've been in the car, like, I'm like, no, okay, I get it. Like, we all feel like we want to come up with something sad, but I just need something poppy, you know? Like, and, yeah, so I don't generally lean towards this, but I think that it's very beautiful. And I'm excited to see him do it live. I wonder how they're going to maybe change the staging and if I'm going to get to see his face. I will say, I do think his voice is, like, incredible. Yeah, definitely up there. I think even, I would say, one of the better vocals of, of this year um, in particular. I I really like the outfit. I think it's very effective, very striking, and the fact that the staging itself is very minimalist. Yeah, I think definitely a, a good package overall. I just, I wonder how it'll stand out compared to kind of the 
rest of the sort of slower songs that we've gotten this year, I hope he does well. I mean, Australia's only missed out in the semi once in the since 2016, uh, since they've been competing. So, or 2015, I'm sorry. So hopefully they'll continue that streak and only only have missed once. So let us move on to another donor. Um, Ukraine uh, is competing this year. Confirmed that they will be sending something. Uh, whether or not that's the actual college orchestra or if they're just going to send a uh, live on tape version. Obviously, the invasion of Ukraine is is ongoing at this moment. Um, and we it's like the situation is constantly changing. Everything's unpredictable. We have no idea what's going to what the situation is going to be by the time we get to Eurovision. But College Orchestra ended up being the representative after a lot of drama at Vidbeer, which I'm sure you all, all know about already. So I won't go into that. And their song is called Stefania. So let us take a listen. Stefania, mamo, mamo, Stefania, rozkvitaje pole, a vona sivije, zaspivaj meni, mamo, kolisko, hoću šće počuti tvoje ride slovo. Vona mene kolesala, dala meni rute, mi napane solo bolje, ne zabrato mene, bodala, vona napane stala, može biće i vid sola, mona loma, ne me doroha, me prejdu, ja za skvijedo, because you know mixing ukrainian folk music with any other genre is absolutely exactly the thing i love but also like it's a beautiful song about this guy's mom like it's a cool song with a great message and i don't know i i really enjoy the performance i think it's really dynamic um i like the outfits even though they're kind of weird like fucking love that knit bucket hat um, and all like the Ukrainian like traditional fabrics and everything. Like I just think it's a cool package. I'm very into it. I mean, I'm all about Ukrainian Moby. Like I hope we see him when we're in Toronto. <laughs> it's great. Um, no, I mean I think that the song is good. I just love the way that um, Ukrainian artists as of late have just like integrated the kind of traditional sounds into kind of this like techno-ish combination like I think it works really well and I think that it's done them well and they always kind of bring it so I'm excited to see them and I I mean I wouldn't be like mad if they you know won I think like it's a pretty catchy song like I find myself I mean singing parts of the chorus that like I know which isn't that much but still it's in my head quite often um yeah so I like it yeah I mean I think I have a lot of complicated feelings about this which I feel like one thing you kind of like 
I think the overarching factor for everything is obviously the war in Ukraine. And then as soon as the war broke out, this like rocketed up the odds because a lot of people think that this will now have a strong chance of winning, which has sparked a lot of reactions um, in the online world. Mm. I... I have to say, for me, like, I'm really torn on this song because I love the beat and the instrumental of the flute and the chorus or, or the hook. I, like, hate the rap part. Um, I, I appreciate, I think it's, I think it's, like, theoretically interesting to mix it with rap. I just don't like his cadence on the rap. I don't think his rap, like, adds that much musically. Like, maybe just coming from America, I have too high of a standard for, like, a rap like this that I want it to be better. But, like... I just like for me like the poor flute man who's like also singing his face off like to sing Stefania like if it was just him and like singing Stefania and the beat this would be like my winner because like that is stuck in my head so easily yeah and the rap part to be fair is also like never in my head (laughs) the rap part like I would skip if I could with all of that said, I mean, my hot take would be that I preferred Alina Pasha's, like, spoken word to the oh, rap. Which, so like, that was cringy as hell. Which, like, that sparks a lot of reactions. Um, but with all that said, like, honestly, I think the chorus and, like, the continued, like, from Goa's, like, Ukrainian folk and techno, like, if it won, I don't think we can say it's an undeserving winner. I think it is, like, pr- even with the bad rap aside... Like, I really wish they'd improve it. Like, if there's anything that needs a revamp, like, please just fix the rap a little bit. But I, people being like, they don't deserve to win it all. It's only because they're at war, which is like, God, check what the fuck you're saying. If you're ever saying that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, please get your priorities sure. in order. But also, like, I do think the song is really good and really unique. So, like, I think even in a totally separate world, like, we'd be talking about it as a contender. Yeah, I feel like the rap part is really divisive, and that's kind of what I hear most people kind of, where they get turned off by this song. I don't know, I actually really like it, but also, like, I'm I'm not a huge, like, rap fan in general, so it's kind of rare for me to, like, a rap bit, so I don't know, maybe that's, because I don't listen to a lot of it, to me it sounds fine. It's not, like, the highlight of the song for me. I think I agree with you. Like, the chorus and the, the flute part are absolutely... Yeah, I mean, I honestly felt like part. Kalush was the guy who was singing with the flute. So <laughs> then when I was informed that, no, it was the rapper, and I was like, wait, what? But all the emotion is in the guy with the flute. He truly it carries... seems like it's his mom. He does like, carry the song. He carries the whole thing. It's, like, really unfair. Like, are we sure that, like, deep down somehow it isn't also his mom? <laughs> who knows i do uh agree with what you said it's kind of it really is a i think an excellent spiritual successor to goa um especially since they did so well last year they can really kind of ride the momentum of of that combination of folk and another genre i think it does a really good job of showing off ukraine's sort of musical heritage whereas they you know they can combine that folk stuff with any other genre you know here showing off a bit of their sort of hip-hop scene in a way and i think that makes ukrainian music really unique and why ukraine is one of the best eurovision countries objectively they are the only country with a perfect semi-final qualification record and probably also like the only country where some of their uh songs in their own quarterfinals like the beer i remember to this day oh yeah like objectively always one of the most interesting national finals and not just for the drama, you know, cause the music is actually really good. 
But yeah, I think, like, what you said, like, if there are people who are saying, oh, they're just gonna get pity points, like, no, Ukraine is objectively one of the best Eurovision countries, like, they're gonna get a high score regardless, I think. This is, has, like, even if there wasn't a war in Ukraine right now, this would qualify easily. Um, but, of course, you know, I think there is, like, gonna be that dynamic of a lot of people supporting Ukraine, um, and wanting to support them. I don't think Ukraine wants to win, especially since if they do, it's not like they can host next year. Like, that's obviously not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if it did win, like, like you said, I think an absolutely deserving winner. Uh, I, I do want to, you know, not to laugh about any more of this, obviously, but I mean, we, there's a real chance that these guys literally could not make it to Eurovision. Like they are literally under attack. Like uh, they probably aren't even allowed to leave the country. They've probably been, you know, are defending Ukraine right now. So there's a chance they might not even be alive come May. So I just do want to keep that in perspective. Um, like this is a really serious situation. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see at Eurovision how much of an effect this kind of Europe rallying around Ukraine really does have on the voting or the show itself. Um, you know, I can't imagine there will be shout outs to it, uh, even though the contest tries to be political. Um, you know, I think this has moved beyond politics in a lot of ways and just we'll see what the reaction is. Um, all right. On, on that note, we will have new a new episode for you next week. So from now on, we'll be coming to you weekly with the rest of the songs for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. We will also be in Turin, and we're very excited. So, you know, if you guys are going as well, reach out. Um, we hope to see you there. And thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at SSC underscore pod. I'm sure we will be tweeting a lot more over the next few weeks because we have the American Song Contest and also look out for a separate episode about the first heat from that and possibly future heats as well. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.